Uh, we're kicking off a brand new series today called Emotional, and uh, we're talking about how to face your feelings, and we're kind of taking a spinoff of emojis. And uh, how many of you have used an emoji before? Who's used an emoji? Okay, yeah, all right. So it's, we're going to kind of have a fun way of talking about some serious feelings and uh, emotions. But I want to go, if you got your Bibles, go to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12 is where we're going to begin today. And uh, we're going to talk about this idea of emotions and how do we wrestle through our emotions? How do we deal with our emotions? How do we face our emotions? So Mark chapter 4, uh, this is where it begins today. You got that verse for me? All right, there we go. It says this, the most important commandment, this is Jesus speaking, is this, is that you must love the Lord your God with all your, everybody say that, all your heart, all your heart, with all your, with all your, and all your strength. If there's anything I want you to really pay attention closely on this is God wants you to love him, not just with all your mind, not just intellectually. Not just that you would think about God, but with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. You know what this tells me? God wants an emotional relationship with you. He wants you to be connected with him in a deep way. We serve a God who desires to be in relationship with you, not just where you just talk to one another, but where you love him with everything that you got. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And so that's the type of God that we serve. Jesus would tell people like this. He says, the people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You know why he would say that is because it's one thing for us to say we love God. It's another thing to love him with everything that's within us. And so in this series, we're going to talk about this idea of, man, how do we really connect with God? How do we love God? How do we love people? How do we deal with the emotions that are in our lives? And so that's where we're going to begin today. Let's pray. Father, we love you. You're invited here again today. God, we pray as we dive into this series talking about emotions, we pray, God, that you would help us. God, I pray today that you would help me through your word um, communicate what you want to share with your people today. God, we love you. And God, we thank you for this cool weather. We give you all the praise for it. Come on. And everybody said, Amen. you better give Jesus praise for that. He'll take it away. He'll take it away. So I looked up uh, um, a little bit about emojis over these past couple of weeks, getting ready for this series. And uh, I'll, who has never sent an emoji? If you've never sent an emoji, okay, a couple. Of, y'all flip phones? Y'all got like, like two, two, two. So you got to press it three, three times to do a G. And then come on, how many remember those days? Four, four, four. Six, four, six, 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 three. Okay, anyways, we're going to hook you up. We got to get you an emoji. Okay, by the time the series is over, my, I'm going to help you get an emoji, all right? You're going you're gonna to post one. So everybody else in here is an emoji expert, right? All right? So if you've never sent an emoji, it's, an emoji communicates emotions and it communicates feelings without actually having to talk to people. Um, <laughs> with words, you can send it via, via picture. So uh, I looked up last year. Across the globe, what were the top emojis of 2016? All right, you want to know what the top emoji? Here's starting with the bottom. Okay, number I think it's number five. This was this was the beginning right here. Walmart. Um, <laughs> you need to go to Walmart. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> right? That's that's what that. Walmart did not do the smiley face. By the way, they were not the beginning of the smiley face. But this was one of the top. How many sent a, who sent a smiley face before? Who sent a smiley? Okay, all right. 
All right, good. All right, the next one was this, the kissy wink. Come on now. I love it when my bride sends me this one right here. Hey, how you doing? She sends me the kissy wink. It's good. Now, she sent me some other emojis before that you know. Any, any husbands in here? Like, I'm not going home. It don't look like this. <laughs> it's got two X's on the eye. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, the next one was this. Here's, here's the next one. The hard eyes. Come on, how many of you know? How many sent this one? Who sent this one before? Yeah, this is, this one, by the way, when I get this one from my wife, it's time to come home. <laughs> come on, how many of you know? I'm like, wrapping up. It's time to wrap it up. All right. All right, and we'll talk about that in the marriage series. Um, so this is, this is the heart emoji. This is heart eyes. All right, here's the next one. Standard heart. This was number two, actually, in the world. Number two emoji sent in the world was, uh, was the standard red heart. And the number one across the globe Number one emoji of 2016. You ready? <laughs> now, let, let, let me just tell you, I was confused by this one, to be honest with you. I always sent this one, meaning I'm crying with you. What? Yeah. That. <laughs> My grandmother died. <laughs> and then I wonder why those people would never talk to me. This, y'all know what this is, right? It's laughing into tears. I thought it was crying into tears. So if anybody sends you a bad news, don't send this one. And by the way, do you know that when you send this one, you're really not doing this? I mean, you're like, <laughs> like I've only really cried laughing maybe two or three times in my life ever. And when you send this, you're not even smiling when you send this. You're like, ah, good for you. You're, you're honestly sending this for them so they can feel good. Like, ah, he loved it. And they were like, so if you get this from me, I'm probably not laughing. Probably really honestly crying. But you know what? I, I got, it took me a while to get into the emoji game. You know why? I felt like they were girly. I mean, let me just, I'll just be honest with you. I felt like it was a little too girly for me to get into it, okay? So I would type the words because I wasn't lazy. I typed the words, laughing out loud, you know. But now I, I've gotten into it. And, and one of my first emojis that I ever started with, because I didn't want to go with the girly route. I wanted to get something a little mannish, you know? So this is the one that I started with. I started with this one. It's the fist bump. I mean, uh, I don't want to touch you. I just want to, I just want to. I want to get germs, but I, I felt like that was a little bit more of a manly, I felt like that was a little bit more, man, or, or the bicep, you go with the bicep, you, you know, one of those, those are, those are the man, so all the guys in here, get you a manly emoji, okay, get you a little fist bump, a little something here, all right, but anyways, this is a fun way for us just to talk about emotions, when we're talking about this idea of emotions, so let's, let's start out laying a groundwork on emotions, okay, if you want to take some notes, if you got some notes with us, let, let's, let's take a couple little notes here about emotions. Let's get a framework for emotions, then we'll talk about how to deal with them. So here's the first one. One, God has emotions. God has emotions. We serve a God that feels joy, feels grief. You know, one of the most memorized verses is Jesus wept. Yeah, exactly. Jesus wept. He, Jesus had emotions. 
And he was fully God and fully man. We know that God the Father has emotions. You see it all throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. God got angry. God was full of joy. God was grieved. So we serve a God that has emotions. So I just want you to know emotions are not bad in any regards. They are designed by God for you, which leads into the second one, that emotions are a gift from God. They are a gift from God. The reasons you have emotions is because you were made in God's image. So if God has emotions and you, were, you and I were made in his image according to Genesis, then we have what God has. God has emotions. We have emotions. If we didn't have emotions, we would be robotics. I love you, Lord, with all my heart. You know, like, I mean, it, it would be, God didn't, God didn't want us to just be programmed to love him, because then that would not be love. Love is the ability to have the choice, to fall into love with someone, to choose to love someone, to serve someone. It's, it's these emotions, and emotions are from God. Emotions are a gift, but here's number three. This is a big one, okay? Emotions are a great gauge, but terrible guides. Emotions are great gauges, but terrible guides. Now, all of you drove here. I think most of y'all did. I didn't see any bicycles in the front. So all of y'all drove here, and when you drove here on the, the front of your car or truck or whatever, there is a dashboard, and on that dashboard, there are gauges. Fuel gauge, battery, speedometer, oil, um, I mean, things are so technical now, you can like know how much tire pressure is in your tires. You can know if your kids aren't buckling their seatbelts, you slap them, tell them, buckle your seatbelt. I mean, this is so many things that you have now. And those, those gauges were designed there to tell you what's going on on the inside of that vehicle. You can know if there is trouble going on. You can know if your engine's running hot. You can know, and, and any of y'all know, I, well, let me put it this way. How many of y'all, there's one gauge that honestly I don't like to really check too often, but I need to, and that's the gas gauge. Anybody in here run it to E? Anybody, who else in here runs it to E? Okay. Who in here at about halfway, you go fill it up. It's about right there. We hate you. Um, you're always cautious, all right? I'm such a risk taker. I'm always, a, hey, and you know what? I, I love now that it, 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 the, the newer ones count down the miles. It's not just a, just not just a stick anymore. Now it's like the count. So like, I love that. Because now it's like two miles. <laughs> can I just fill you in on something? All right, this is, this is bonus, all right? You can go past zero. <laughs> I've done it a lot. After the first service, a guy came up to me and said, hey, he's an older man. And he said, I want to give you some wisdom. I said, oh, okay. He said, about the gauges. I said, all right. What is it? He says, you know they call them idiot lights, right? They, they, they're for idiots. I said, is it an idiot because I keep saying no to it? Or is it an idiot? Because, why is it an idiot? Because I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all are in here. When you see those, those lights pop up, you got one of two options here. You can either ignore it. You can cover it up, or you can address it. You got, you got, really, that's the only options that you have. And, and about, I don't know, about six months ago to a year ago, I'm, uh, you know, the lights are coming off on my van. Hey, gas, need some. 
we need some gas. We need some gas. And I kept saying, later, later, okay, okay. And I, I was pulled into, pulled into a donut shop, grabbing some donuts for my boys. And, uh, and I'm sitting there. I give the lady my money. She goes back, and she's getting my do- the donuts for our family. And then it, <laughs> just right there in the drive-thru. So she slides the drive-thru open. Have a great day. Gives me my donuts. And I'm like, I'm planning on it. This is no lie. Open the door. Push it to the front of the parking lot. Get on the phone, call JJ. Like, I need some gas. Why? Because I I just totally ignored the gauges. Felt like I got plenty of time. I'll, I'll be able to make it. And I'm going to tell you right now, your emotions are great gauges. They tell you exactly what's going on inside of you. Fear, anger, bitterness, depression. They're great gauges to see how things are going, but they're terrible guides. How many of you have ever said something like this? Man, I just got a gut feeling. I feel like we should go and do this. And you did it, and then you're like, why did I do that? That was not a good decision. Anybody in here has ever followed some gut feelings? Come on, how many of you know moods matter? Moods matter. And sometimes we've made decisions when the mood was wrong or the mood was right, and we've made some decisions. Some of those, those decisions are sitting right next to you because you were in the mood. I got three of them up here on the front. I felt like the mood was right. I mean... I, Got the hard eyes, obviously. Um. But how many know when you make some decisions based off of your emotions, sometimes it can be good, but sometimes it cannot be good. How many know some people who are dealing with the consequences of some decisions that they made when they were highly emotional? And so emotions are great gauges. God put them in your life to be warning signs. Don't ignore the idiot lights. They're there for a reason, but if you keep ignoring them, something bad's going to go down, but they're terrible guides. You let them give you a gauge, but don't let them guide you. Let me show you what scripture says. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28 says this, says, like an open city with no defenses is the man with no check on his feelings. Just, I'm I'm, I'm not even going to look at these gauges. I I don't really care what these feelings are saying. And he says, that's like an open city with no defenses, meaning you are under attack. And one of the ways that the enemy is going to come after you more than anything is in your emotions. It's how he's coming after you. He wants you to make decisions in highly emotional situations. Because most of those decisions are the wrong ones. You and I are made up of three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. Now, a lot of people are confused because they think that the spirit and the soul are really kind of together, but that's actually furthest from the truth. Here's the truth. You are a spirit. I am a spirit. We are spirits with a soul that live in a body. Your body right now is not really just you. You live in it. Your spirit's in it. You have a soul. But how many know when you die, you will continue to live? You will. Now, it's going to be in one place or another. We know eternity is a long time. It's going to be in one, but you're going to continue to live. 
So your body that you have right now is, of course, a part of you. It's one part of you. But your main part of who you are is your spirit. You are a spirit. But when we give our lives to the Lord and our spirit is awakened and we have new desires to want to love God, honor God, serve God, the problem that most Christians don't realize, though, is just because your spirit is new and has new life, your soul still has some stuff, still got some junk. Because your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your thinker, your feeler, and your chooser. That's, that's, that's your soul. And how, how many of you have ever noticed, like, when you gave your heart to the Lord, you still had some thoughts that weren't too good? You still made some decisions that you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have made those decisions. And you still had some feelings that you still have, even though you love God now. That's because you still got issues in the soul. And so this series, more than anything, I want to really help you is understand how to, how to have a healthy soul, how to have healthy in, in the area of your feelers, in, in your choosers, your thinkers, and your feelers. So that's where we're going to go today. Now, you're not going to see the word emotions used in the Bible. I mean, unless you have some different kind of translations. Um, but you will see words that represent emotions. So you'll see words like passions. You'll see words like affections. You'll see words like desires. But I'm going to tell you the main word that summarizes our soul, our emotions, and all of that is the heart. The heart. You'll see a word in scripture called the heart. Now, our physical heart, the organ, is the main source of our body. And much like that, the heart in scripture it represents the source. The, the everything of who we are is summed up in our heart. And so we've got to make sure that our heart is healthy. And so I want to show you a verse. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 23 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they will bring life. Come on, that's what we always talk about. Bringing life into your body. To those who find them and healing to their whole body. I'm going to tell you, God is a holistic God, meaning that God wants you to be healthy in your body. Come on, Mr. Clayton. We want health in the body, soul, and spirit. So God's not just concerned about your spirit. He's not just concerned about your soul. He's concerned about all three of them. He wants you to have life and healing in all three parts. Come on, how many say, give me some of that? All of our areas, emotions, thinking, choosing. He wants you healthy in all those. Okay? So how do we do that? Verse 23. So guard your heart above all else. Above all else, guard your heart. For, and here's why, for it determines the course of your life. So when you, if you want to know why you are where you are in life, it is going to become from how well you guarded your heart. Now scripture tells us above all else, Above everything else you do, guard your heart. And the sad thing is, is we guard everything above all else other than our heart. We live in a society that guards everything. I mean, think about this. We guard our bodies. So we, you know, we only eat paleo and we, we count our calories and, you know, we eat gluten only. Well, here's the question. We're, 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 when we say we, or we won't eat gluten, but yet, yeah, we don't want to eat gluten. Okay. Don't eat gluten, even though I love gluten. I eat it in everything. All right. We, we say no to guarding the gluten, but yet we don't guard the gossip that gets in the heart. 
We protect our skin. So yesterday I took my boys fishing. Before I left, Lindsay handed me a tube of sunscreen. SPF 900. <laughs> for all my white boys. She said, make sure you put these on all, these, on all, all, all our boys. So as soon as we pulled up to the pond, I got out and placed each one of them in and lathered them up. They were definitely white by the time I was done. Just everywhere. It was all over them. They didn't get burned. But daddy didn't put any on. So I did. We guard our skin. We put SPF on our bodies to guard our skin. But what SPF is there to guard your soul? We, we, guard, we, we guard our lawns. We guard our houses. We put locks on our houses. We put alarms and we get really big dogs. And we say, stay off of my property. And we guard our homes. But yet, at the home of who we are, our heart, we don't guard that. And God is telling us that above all else, above guarding your home, should guarding your home be good? Yes, it should be good. Why? Because there's things that are valuable inside of it. When I bring my trash can to the road, I don't guard it. I don't put a lock on it. Why? It's not valuable. I do lock my home though. Why? There's things inside of it that are very valuable. Me <laughs> and Lindsay and my boys. <laughs> there, there are valuable things inside of there. So, so God will only tell you to guard things that are extremely valuable. He will also only tell you to guard things that he knows that will be under attack all the time. So according to this scripture, the thing that is the most valuable in your life is your heart. And the thing that is most susceptible to attacks in your life is your heart. And so God has called us to guard our heart. And, you know, I, um, for my birthday, um, I got an Apple Watch for my birthday. And I love my Apple Watch because it lets me track a bunch of different things, calories, even though I don't really count them, calories, activity, standing, all this stuff. But one of the things I really love about it is it has a heart rate monitor on it. And so while I'm working out, um, I can pick the heart rate monitor and see how fast my heart is going. Like 180, 185, 190. I mean, I'm going. And it's, it's pretty cool until I pass that on the ground. And then, um, but it's, it's a fun thing to do. What would it be like if we had a heart rate monitor that actually measured our soul, though, to show what's going on? Hey, by the way, you do have a monitor. It's called your emotions. Because remember, your emotions are a gauge. And they tell you how healthy your heart is. They tell you what's going on inside of you. So here's the big question. How do we deal with what we feel? You ready? Let's take some notes here. Number one, own the feelings. Own the feelings. Any of you have kids in here? Any of your kids ever said something like this? He made me so mad. She made me so I just punched her in the face. He, right? And then you've had this comment, he made you mad? Like he went over there and said like, be mad. You know, like he made you? Well, you know, I mean, what he did, and, and what we do is we take all of the ownership for our feelings and we put it on somebody else. We don't own our own feelings. It was them. They caused me to be the way that I am. I am the way that I am because of them, and we're not taking ownership of our, over our temper. But if you want to deal with what you feel, you got to 
own the feelings. Don't ever say that somebody put you in a bad mood. You chose the mood that they suggested for you. You chose it. You and I get to choose the type of moods that we're in. Nobody puts us in a bad mood. You put yourself there based off of your responses to whatever they did in your life. Well, he doesn't make me happy. Since when has been your happiness been on the job description of somebody else? Nobody else's job is to make you happy. God's given you great joy on the inside. If you're finding joy only from the outside, you'll be looking for it everywhere. Y'all with me here? We've got to own our feelings. I just wrote this down. When you give your power away to someone else, you are locking yourself in a prison and waiting for someone else to bring you the key. If you're depressed because of somebody else, you just put yourself in prison and wait for that person to come unlock you. And by the way, they usually don't show up. Look what this verse says in in Proverbs 4.23. It says this. It says, to guard your heart. Guard your heart. I I don't guard your heart. I don't guard anybody else's heart. My job is to guard my heart. My heart is under my jurisdiction. My heart is my responsibility. Listen, your joy is your job. And no one can take it from you. You give it away. And that's why we've got to own our feelings. We've got to own what's going on on the inside of us. You are in charge of your heart. And you can't guard what's not something that you own. You don't believe me. Go over to your neighborhood and go start putting alarm systems on your neighbor's houses. Like, what are you doing? I just wanted to guard your house for you. Like, what are you talking about? You don't guard what you don't own. And you're not going to guard your heart if you don't own your feelings. You got to own the way that you feel. I own my emotions. My emotions don't own me. And I'll say this. If you can't talk about it, it's already out of control. You know, I I mean, I'll speak to all the men in here. Because this is something that I've struggled with a long time, is, is trying to connect emotionally trying to share what's going on on the inside. Now, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to provide. I'm going to just do what I do. And I forget all the emotional side. I, mean, I can just keep going on. Guys have thicker skin for the most part, usually. Not all the time. Women can be this way too. And we don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Maybe you were raised in a home and a family where nobody talks about emotions. Nobody talks about how they feel. Nobody talks about the fact that he hurt me. But we're not going to talk about it. Nobody's going to talk about it. And, and listen to me very closely. If you don't talk to someone about your emotions, you'll take it out on someone. If you don't talk with someone, you're going to take it out on someone. And we've got to learn to not only own our feelings, let me give you number two, we've got to find the source. We've got to find the source. So about a year ago or so, I was, I was here working, and uh, I get a text from Lindsay. And uh, the, this is one of those texts like, like oh, goodness. Um, and, here's, and I'll tell you why I had that reaction when you see the text. So this is the picture. She sent me a picture, and this is the picture that she sent me. This is our faucet at our house. Yeah, y'all, y'all want some water at my house? Y'all <laughs> this was what was coming out of the faucet at our house. And so she was like, hey, you want to come take a bath? No, I'm joking. <laughs> this was what was coming out. She's like, what the heck's going on? So I do what any great, you know, good, loving husband would do. I called Tony Sonia. Um, <laughs> I said, Tony, Tony works for the water department, works for our district, comes to our church here. And I said, Tony, you got a problem with your water, bro. You need to fix your water. 
And he's like, I haven't heard of anything. I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. You need to come fix your water. So he's like, I'm on my way. He comes over to my house, and he goes to the main water source where the main water line is, and it's all clear. And he comes in, and he's like, it's your problem. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Well, so we started going, looking through everything, trying to figure it out. She left all the sinks on, and eventually it, it went away. It, be, it became clear. And, and so he checked everything, said, man, I don't know what's going on. It looks, looks good. And so the next day, um, we had just finished replasting our pool. Um, everything was replastered. And so the guys that had come and did it were now starting to fill my pool up. And so they were filling my pool up. I got a picture of it. So they were filling my pool up right here. And uh, Lindsay calls me again and says, hey, babe, there's no water pressure in the house. Like the guys just have one hose, one hose and I have no water in the house. Can't flush a toilet, can't, can't turn on anything. She's like, something is wrong. I, I don't know what's going on. So I do what any great, good, loving husband would do. I called Tony Sonia and uh, <laughs> said, Tony, you got a problem. <laughs> and uh, so he came over and we trying to diagnose the situation. He's like, man, I don't know what's going on. He's like, why don't you call the previous owner of the house? So I I call the previous owner and say, hey, this is what's going on. I don't know. Have you ever had this problem? He's like, no, I don't know what's going on, where all the pipes ran. I'm trying to check everything. He said, hey, did you ever check where the water well was? I said, water well? <laughs> I got a water well. He's like, yeah, there used to be a water well. It's in the shop. I was like, in the shop? <laughs> I walk in my shop and I pull back and there is, hey, I pull back a, a tarp and there sitting is the, is the old water well. They used to have an old pump water well and it had a filter system on it. It was about this tall and it was clear and it was black. Tony was like, there's your problem. <laughs> I found out exactly where the problem was, so we unhooked it, attached it back to our house, and I was like, Lindsay, all right, turn all the faucets on, turn everything on, turn all the tubs on, so she goes, flush all the toilet, so she does, and everything, all the black starts coming through. I forgot I was filling my pool. So as I'm, so I'm, I'm up at the house, and then all of a sudden, it, it dawns on me. You're filling the pool. And I run, we're running outside, Lindsay outside, and I'm grabbing five-gallon buckets and scooping black soot out of my brand-new pool that I just replastered. Now, eventually, after that, after we flushed everything out, it finally became, and it was no longer Tony's problem, and it was great water, and I had great water pressure, and it was awesome. It was great. But when we had the problem, when the source came out of that faucet with that black, nasty water... There could have been a couple of ways I could have dealt with it. I could have just said, hey, guys, Blackwater it is from here on out. We all good. It's all right. You know, you wanted to be a little darker anyways. I mean, so just, <laughs> right? You could have just ignore it. You could just try to deal with it. Or you can go and find out exactly where the problem is. So the problem wasn't at the faucet. The problem wasn't what was coming out. The problem was where it was. I had to go find the source. And I think for many of us, if we look at our lives and we don't like what's coming out, there's filth that's coming out, there's emotions that you don't like, you want to go, well, I just want to fix that, or, hey, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And we don't want to realize that the truth problem is we need to go to the source. What is the source of this anger? What is the source of this depression? What is the source of this bitterness? And the truth is, Scripture tells us it's the, it's the heart. We got to get to the source. Got to get to the source. Got to find the source. 
Psalms is such a great book, by the way, if you're dealing with emotions. And in Psalms 42, verse 5, Psalms is filled with every emotion you and I could walk through. If you're walking through some emotional stuff, go read Psalms. This is what it says. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Come on, that's a good question to ask. Why are you downcast? Man, why are you so depressed? Why so disturbed? Where? Within me. Why are you so disturbed within me? David realized that this wasn't an issue outside of him, even though there were things going on. He was getting hunted. Things were bad. But he realized there's something going on within me. And so if you want to find the source, you got to ask yourself two questions. Ready? Write these two questions down. Number one, what am I really feeling? What am I really feeling? Are you, are you angry? Are you depressed? Are you bitter? Are you worried? Are you fearful? Are you upset? Because here's, here's the truth. You can't change what you can't name. And if you can't name it, you can't change it. So you got to first identify the fact that even maybe, even, first off, you got to own it. Are you even that way? Most people don't even want to own it. You got to own it first. And then once you own it, then you start naming it. What exactly it is? What, what are these feelings that I'm feeling? It asks us questions. Number two is what triggered this? What triggered this? Maybe it was, maybe it's something you saw. Maybe you walked into church here. Come on, when you walked into church here, maybe you saw somebody you hadn't seen in a long time. You're like, hey, what's up? Or maybe you saw somebody in here you've been trying to avoid for the past two years and you're like, hey, no. What side are they sitting on? I'm going to go. Why? It, you can, things can be triggered. Emotions can be triggered based off of maybe things that have happened in your past, but you see something and it does something. Maybe it's something you hear. Maybe it's something you taste. Maybe it's something that you smell. But there, we all have different triggers in our lives. Maybe just the kids are being just crazy and you had a very long day and you're just exhausted physically. How many know when you're exhausted physically and then everything's coming on in other areas, it just plays on your emotions? But we got to figure out what is triggering this. Psalms 26, 2 said, look closely at me, Lord, and test me. Judge my deepest thoughts and emotions. This is a great prayer to pray. This week, just really ask the Lord, God, help me to judge my deepest thoughts and emotions. Help me to connect with what's triggering it. What am I feeling? If your attitude is a byproduct of your circumstances, your emotions will always be out of control. The attitude of your heart is a reflection of the activity of your mind. The attitude of your heart is a reflection of the activity of your mind. Have you ever noticed that what comes out of your mouth goes into your heart and what comes out of your heart comes out of your mouth? It's a continuous cycle. Well, people say, well, I just tell it like it is. Or I just say what I feel. By the way, you can do that. It's fine. You can do that. You can say what you feel. But just don't be surprised when you start feeling what you say. You'll start feeling the things that are coming out of your mouth. And the way your attitude, or if you don't like how you feel, you need to look at what you said. And last one, number three. So we got to own our feelings. We got to find the source. And number three, we need to choose the truth. Emotions are able to be chosen. You can choose the emotions that you're going to have. You can choose the mood that you're going to be in. It is your decision. You get the choice if you want to be miserable or not. And the way your attitude starts doesn't have to be the way that it finishes. How many know when somebody wakes up with a bad attitude, what do you say? They woke up on the yeah, we already know. We got, we got framing for it. We got, we got words to say this. They woke up on the wrong side. Because how many of you know, the way that you woke up doesn't mean the way you have to go to bed, though. Just because you woke up on the wrong side. We've all been there. We've all woken up and not wanting to be loving, not wanting to be generous, not wanting to go to work, not wanting to do the things we need to do. We've all been there. But just because you feel that way 
doesn't mean you have to be that way. You got to choose the truth because facts will provide information, but the truth will provide the transformation that you and I need. We've got to provide the truth to our lives. Watch what David did. So when David said, oh, why is my soul downcast and why am I so depressed? Look at look what the continuum of this verse says. But put your hope in God. Come on, he's speaking to himself. For I will. will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. How many of you know you've got to tell yourself sometimes, I'm going to church. I'm going to this. I am reading my Bible. I am spending time with God. I am loving people when they don't deserve it. Come on, that's marriage. That's any great relationship. That Come on, how many you can't always follow your feelings? Your feelings will lead to decisions that you will ultimately regret. Let me show you the last verse and we're closing. Proverbs chapter four, going back to verse 20, says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Now, this is God speaking to us. You need to listen. You need to pay attention to what God says. Listen carefully to my words. A lot of our emotions are based off of what other people have been saying about us. So it puts us in the mood that we're in because of what they've said. But you need to listen carefully to God's words. Don't lose sight of them. Now watch this. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. And then verse 25 says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. What he's saying is if you're gonna choose truth, if you're gonna choose God's way, you're gonna have to make a decision to guard your heart by what you're listening to and what you're seeing. What you're listening to and what you're seeing. Some of those people on Facebook, you need to unfriend. Some of those people in your life, you need to unfriend. Because what they're saying is putting you in a mood that you don't need to be in. When people say things like, oh, he made me mad, or hey, I can't believe it, and then they go off, and then they do stupid stuff on Facebook that makes them look stupid. Because we let our emotions control and dictate what we do. May I remind you, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. You better put a guard. Don't just put a guard on your house. Don't just put a guard on your skin. Don't just put a guard on your body. Don't just put a guard over your kids. You better make sure you put a guard over your heart. God is challenging us to put that because your attitude reflects your attention. When your feelings are all over the place and you don't know God's word as an anchor to your soul, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. We need to be people of God that are anchored in God's word, anchored in God's voice, so that way when our emotions come, and they will come, you can begin to walk the way God wants you to walk. Write this last thing down. This is my last final thing. Choices lead, feelings follow. Choices lead, feelings follow. I don't know anybody that's been successful in life that got there because they did it based off of their feelings. Great marriages, great businesses, great relationships, great lives are made by people who've made the choice to do the things that they needed to do even when their feelings didn't want to. Come on, how many know if you want to do a diet, you're not going to feel like not eating that stuff. You want to eat it, right? If, if, you, if, you, want to, if you want to make your body well, if you want to have a great marriage, come on, how many know not every day you're going to wake up and be like, roses and kisses. Got the little heart eyes. Come on, how many of you know that's not every day? 
Come on, how many, how many sometimes you got to make the choice to love them when they don't deserve it? We're not going to be people that are emotionally led. We're going to be spirit-led, and we're going to allow God to lead us. Choices lead, feelings follow. Amen?